I'm Dr. Lara Devgan. I'm a plastic surgeon in New York City, the CEO of Scientific Beauty, and of course, a major beauty enthusiast. You are listening to Beauty Bosses, where we chat with fellow industry leaders who are shaping beauty, fashion, wellness, and all things pretty. Hi everyone, I am so excited to have the amazing Courtney Davis on today's Beauty Bosses. Courtney Davis is one of my very favorite comedians. She is an amazing woman of all sorts. She wears many hats. Many hats. (laughs) She's a stand-up comedian, but she's also a mother of two. She is a a businesswoman. She moved to Connecticut to raise her family, but she's also kind of living the American dream because she's a fashion icon. She's married to a real estate developer, and she's running kind of the business and social development arm of his whole situation. It's kind of complicated, but I'm going to let her explain a little bit more. So what what do you you do exactly? What do I do? You know, I sit in bed all day. I kind of online shop. There's a lot of motor operandi sprawling. There's a -a net-a-porte order coming. It's a lot of work. (laughs) Okay, let's get to the point of what I do. Uh, basically, I do stand-up, but I've kind of taken a hiatus from stand-up. I will tell you why, Be- like, just a couple months, because I realized that, like, maybe it's, like, a people-pleasing thing. Like, I'm, I'm performing for people when I do stand-up, which I love, but I only want to do stand-up when I feel like it's for me. So I'm, like, writing all new material where it's, like, I don't want to write stuff that is for other people to think is funny. I want to write it just for me. It's a very confusing concept that I'm going through, but I'm like, I'm gonna do all new material about like my real, real life. Yeah, you know, is, is, do, do you write comedy down? Is, is it funnier when you write it down or when you say it out loud? Great question. So yeah. I always would like write, I would write ideas in my notebook and then I would write it out what I thought I should say, say on stage. But then I was listening to like Louis C.K. on a podcast and he was like, the best way to do stand-up is it's a ver- it's like a verbal oral craft. So the best way to do a joke is when you're saying it on stage. Like you shouldn't actually write it out at all, I don't think. So and like just freestyle I, and riff and kind of like yes, see what happens. Yes, because this is it's like for the audience, it's totally an oral craft. So I realized I'm doing it all wrong, okay? Oh my God. It's a journey. You have to take it back to the. To I have the to take it board. back to the, <laughs> back to the writer's board. room. Don't worry, I have a lot of material because I'm married. You know, it's constantly, it's just constant problem. Even in a perfect, people think you have a perfect life when you're like married in in the suburbs, and I just feel like it's so crazy. You really have to try hard. Like I don't understand how people stay married. Help. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like, you know what's so interesting? That being married is often the sort of side character or the descriptor in someone's life. But it is kind of a main character point in um, in your in your day-to-day life, right? right I feel like a marriage is a really big deal in a person's life. And I know that... A lot of your comedy focuses on family relationships and marriage and kids and right. child rearing and what, is that why did you decide to move so from weird. New York to Connecticut and is that kind of is that yeah. 
part of the, is that like the dream? Is that, are you, are you a Stepford wife? I think I am a Stepford wife, but like a really bad one. I'm like the one that like didn't work out. But, um, but basically <laughs> I, I thought, you know, I kind of trapped my husband basically. I met him and I was like, oh, that's the one. I was working as Jared Kushner's, you know, Jared Kushner and Ivanka Trump, they're married. Do you know, the, you know, the president? You're too busy working to know these things. I, um, uh, no comment. I'm familiar. <laughs> I was his assistant way before he was in, you know, what what he did in the White House. Um, and so I was like working for this real estate developer. And I was like, oh, I want to marry a real, another real estate developer. I don't want to be an assistant. Um, this is awful, you know. And then I met my husband who he was like, he didn't have the time of day for me. I thought we were like instantly in love but he i wrote him an email that night and he never wrote me back ever ever and then like two years later i ran into him at a party when i where i went with my ex-fiance by the way and then i was like super obsessed with him but i was like 31 and i was like oh i want to have a baby i want to get married and he was like on the regular life path of what you should do like really get to know someone. <laughs> I'm like, I know you. It's fine. <laughs> you have a loft in Soho. Like, let's just get this show on the road. <laughs> and so two years later, yeah, two years. Um, That's good. I feel like in a New York time so frame, two years from dating to marriage or dating mm-hmm. to proposal. Proposal. Let's, That's pretty good. I feel like That's... your husband would have proposed to you like right away. Um, I think it was, we got married two years after we started dating. Oh, okay. But our engagement was on the shorter side. But you seem a little bit like, you know, com- someone you could be comfortable with. He was a little <laughs> unsure about me. He was like, I don't know if I want to. I remember like before, I've been through a lot of therapy, like, but when like we were first dating, he was like, I just want like a, a simple life. And my dream is to like write and live in Colorado and, um. Just have, you know, I'm a man of little, little needs. And I was like, what? You just want to live in a, live on the mountain in a, like, tiki hut and right. I got so mad. And now I'm like, that's kind of what I want to, I realized, like, you actually don't need all the stuff that I thought I needed. But I was so mean to him at the time. So it's a miracle he stayed with me. And the rest is history. That's a mo- I think that's a modern love story. It's a modern love story. Modern, I, actually, I might have read it in Modern Love, the column slash Amazon Prime. Oh my gosh, I've been wanting to watch that. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, then when I got pregnant, I was like, oh my God, I'm not ready to be pregnant. I didn't think this would work. I thought my eggs were all done. Apparently, they were alive and working. So then I was like, we need a house. We need a house in somewhere. And he took me to Connecticut. And I was like, this is... Wow, you went right. You really went for it. Wow. Soho to Connecticut is like, that's zero to 100. I know. And then we used to live like above Prada, which was great for me. And then we went to Connecticut and there wasn't even like a Marshalls. There was just nothing. So I would like be coming back in to the city and going back to Connecticut and then I had the baby and I was like oh I don't have time to shop at all and that's when life really changed I really thought like when you have a kid you are like set for life and then I'm like now you know yeah. then now I want to end my life just kidding yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, it's 
it's a whole genre. It's a whole genre. Yeah, and and like on top of it, I do, I try to do gentle parenting. Yeah, which is like what I'm is more, gentle parenting? I'm, it's a way of. I know we were kind of talking about this before, and I was like, I think I just need some education. I'm not sure. Okay. This podcast yes. might just turn into me <laughs> gathering facts for my personal use. So, um, what is I, I, I mean, I'm need, giving you like you have six kids, so let I me just give need, you the rundown of how you raise a family. Okay. Yes, I, I need some advice Don't know here. What, you're doing. what is gentle parenting? Okay. It's a way of like whatever our parents parented us, like made us who we are. And I think I'm like, I'm a people please, but maybe all a lot of women are people pleasers, but like, I constantly like, I have like anxiety where I'm, I don't know, I'm just like constantly needing to perform, I guess. And I've been, anyways, I didn't want, that has, let's go back. Gentle parenting is basically where you're validating your children and raising them in a way where they feel understood and unconditionally loved and safe. And there's like so many ways to do that, but it's really hard because basically when a kid is having a tantrum, instead of telling them to like not have feelings or like be quiet or you won't get dessert and like walking away, you're saying like, I know this is hard, you're mad, and showing them that they're like their own person and like you're not afraid of their feelings in the hopes that they'll be like intrinsically confident and feel like valued as a person when they're older. Yeah. But who knows? Because I do that, and my kid like runs around the house screaming, fuck. Oh, really? He, lo- he loves the word fuck, kill, and poop. Oh, that's a. How's that going? <laughs> that was gentle adulting. Gentle adulting. <laughs> Do you like it? <laughs> I see How's all that the, going for I you? I see all these memes. I love that for you. <laughs> it's like I try to gentle parent and then it just leaves my body and I'm just like so... I like never yell but then last night I like started yelling and it was like... or I, I, For the first time I was like, hey! And I, I like hadn't ever done that. And it was like both him and I were like, oh, what's going on? And I was like, I can't gentle parent anymore. But it drives my husband crazy and it like puts rifts in our relationship because he's like, you know, there needs to be, you can't just like gentle parent him all the time, which he's correct. Like you need boundaries. Apparently kids need boundaries. Yeah. So, so does, yeah. Gentle parenting. I have to. I have to look into that. It actually makes me really happy that you don't do that because I feel like you are the perfect parent. So like, maybe I didn't even need to worry about this this whole time. I don't know. When your kids would freak out, as like toddlers do, do you just like let them, let them kind of cry, or you like put in? Some parents put in timeout, and we don't like do timeouts because I'm like, okay, stay safe with. You can like stay with me. And I'll be here until you are done breaking out. It wastes a lot of time. You know what I find is a key yeah. is you leave them with your nanny. How old are your kids now? Two and Two four. And four yeah. <laughs> My youngest child is four right now. Oh. I don't good. love it when kids cry, I have to say. But you're an anti-crier. Well, no, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't think 
that's like a mode. That's a mode they have. Either it's very it's louder than I prefer. Yes, but they it is a mode. It's a certain mode, and I do think that's how they express themselves when they don't talk that much. So oh, you think they express themselves when they're not talking. Oh yeah, oh. like if they what before they yes, speak exactly they cry, they cry. or they yeah yell scream yeah, yeah. cry they don't know how to like regulate their emotions so yeah we have to like teach them to yeah. regulate their emotions yeah my kids cry a lot but when I leave them with my nanny or my husband they're fine they're like very happy and I come home they're like oh they were great all day and then <laughs> you came in I'm like maybe you should raise my nanny <laughs> I'll go. That's probably because they feel safe with you. And I have read, I've read, by which I mean I've seen a TikTok. (laughs) That is education. (laughs) I read in the Atlantic Monthly, by which I mean I watched a two consecutive TikTok videos um, about this exact topic. And (laughs) what I've learned from the Atlantic slash TikTok is that... um, Kids need to release their emotions yes. with the people they feel safest with, and so they. You spend, gentle parent, you are they a gentle spend parent. all day in school or Correct. you know with playdates and activities and stuff, trying to behave and regulate. Yes, and then they just want to be they with their special the person. Day. You know, often their maternal unit. Yes, and just like let go a little bit, and so that's fine. Okay, it's very you know normal. all about this. Yeah, but then if they're in. A, in if you're in a restaurant and they're freaking out, like I just let it go. My husband's like, we gotta do something about this. So I think that's what causes like the fighting with the parents because they both have different parenting styles from how they grew up. But does your husband like let you take kind of the, are they different with you and your husband? Yes, I think my husband and I are really similar. And I think one thing for us is that, I don't think we totally realized that we weren't going to raise kids in exactly our same image. And when you are younger and you have this idea of parenting and this idea of Mm -hmm. kids, you assume Mm -hmm. that you're going to have tiny little mini-me's that are going to behave exactly like you or or rather exactly like the platonic form of who you think you are which is a little bit better than who you really are Um, or like kind of a lot better than who you really are Um, and then you have just completely different unique humans and maybe they're not going to be like that right that was hard to figure out that's difficult so I was like oh this person is different but that's gentle parenting where you're realizing they're independent creatures and they're not like you and it's okay but my kid is nothing, nothing like me. But I think my daughter, who's almost two, is more similar. Like she says hi to everybody. You know, she's probably not that smart. <laughs> she's smart. She's so smart. Oh she's my so God. smart. She's, she's so, actually, yeah. I think she's actually smart. She's a genius, okay? She's, she's a full genius. kids are probably I very know. much genius. I, hmm, I don't know where this whole thing is going to go. Like, I like being out of the house. I like doing comedy. I like working as a creative director. I like building all these partnerships. But sometimes I feel bad not being with my kids. And it's kind of like a constant, like, yeah, but I'm enjoying myself. Like, are you able to compartmentalize your life in the office? And then, like, you realize you just need to be your best self. When you can please yourself, others are happy. 
Exactly. That's like, the bottom line. Did you just take my podcast? <laughs> oh my god, you're good. You're really good. You're gentle parenting me right now. And I didn't <laughs> no even notice way. it. You are really good. Those kids are going to fall right in line. I know it. Maybe. You know, my nanny, see, having a good nanny really helps. <laughs> but she's a little scared of my son. Like, he apparently hit her the other day. And she was like, and I ran away. And I'm like, great. Now I'm teaching him that that works. That is not the plan. Um, but I'm a bad step for what? But, like, I can't cook. I can't, like. How was the transition from, like, New York City girl to <laughs> yes. Connecticut wife? Right. Because I think that is a topic of right. conversation that people really, truly want to know about. Uh, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of stuff happening on social media that is really feeding this concept of how to, how to achieve your life. And I am, like, so interested in your direct comments on I this. I mean, first off, your life, uh, but yes, okay, uh, I'll no, totally I drive a Honda that. Mini Man. Wait, that's what Actually, I love about you? Actually, I don't. You? I ride in the passenger seat. My husband drives it, so please stop it. That makes me so happy. You're scared of driving? That, no, no I'm really good at driving. Who don't know this? Although like, my kids don't think I know how to drive. Everyone thinks so. Dr. Devkin, Lara, is, wait, is that how you pronounce it? Lara. <sighs> I like, I'm from Texas, so... Everything no, just sounds I, a little hickish. No, I, I, I like it. Okay, we're going with that. Um, sort of. <laughs> let's change it. I, let's not call me that. It's okay. Uh, like, I feel like everyone thinks you're super fancy and like intimidating. And then I was telling you about like Palm Beach and you're like, oh, I'm intimidated to go to Palm Beach. I like drive a Honda. I'm like, what? Like, I love that for you because you have this like serene lifestyle or it's like perfect lifestyle that you would think you're super fancy in everything. And it's like, no, you're actually really low key. Okay. Are you Let's just saying that because I'm wearing head to toe yoga You know, clothes? we are going to work on this outfit <laughs> for next time. It's the bow. She has a rhinestone you bow. You guys, I, I have a piece of flair, so I feel like that. <laughs> TJ Fridays. I have, if you have at least, I have a couple of pieces of flair. And so <laughs> that like real. <laughs> Is this like a Patek Philippe with like a Claire's bracelet? <laughs> it's Chanel. But <laughs> um, Channel. But it's fine. Okay, <laughs> Chanel, Bernardino. It's fine. Um, Wait, okay, let me tell you about my life. Let's go back. <laughs> okay, yes. Um, okay, first off, the house. Okay, you get a house, and then all of a sudden, you become not only, like, wife, then you become mom, and then you become house manager. Like, I feel like moms immediately become house managers, and then... That's like a whole other job. You probably have a house manager. So I did. She yeah, moved so away during COVID. Nice to meet you. <laughs> You're I'm, I'm Lara. The house manager. Lara. I'm Lara's house Lara manager. And Lara. Yes. There's two women here. Lara is my alter ego, the house manager for Lara. <laughs> she's lovely. She's um, great. She could work she, on a few things, but she's doing her best. She's trying. Um, I also, okay, so you're managing the house. You're like, life is great because I can, you know, my husband is very generous with like things that make me happy. If I want to, you know, go so have some shots from you. If I want to go to, um, you know, sh channel and get something like he doesn't care about that. But then there's, a, there's 
you know, you have to sleep with them sometimes. <laughs> Not often. <laughs> and I used to be like very jealous of my husband. I was like always like, oh, he can't find other women attractive. And now it's like the opposite. Like I've been married and living in Connecticut and I'm like, my nanny wants to sleep with him. Like, that'd be great. Like anyone, if you, anyone wants to go ahead, like it's fine. Like it takes something off your plate. And like, I also think like, oh, I'm attracted <laughs> to some people too. Like, I understand. I'm not saying I'm a swinger, but I understand how that happens when you've been married for like, you know, it's almost five years, folks. Let's, let's get this show on the Should I cut this? No, this is comedy gold. <laughs> Dramedy, dramedy. This is dramedy. This is dramedy. Like, I understand how it would be like you gotta keep the spice up, you know, or keep what makes you happy. And my, I have a mental coach, and she was like, and I was like, oh, you know, sometimes I find other guys attractive, and that's cool. And like, I don't wanna cheat on my husband. He certainly doesn't. So she was like, I have a good solution. Like, would you ever be your sapiosexual? Which means I'm attracted to people's brains. <laughs> For those of you out here, here's a little hot tip. If you're married, and she was like, what about a woman? I was like, I don't think I like women. She's like, no, you're closed off to the idea. She's like, just try and try thinking about their energy. So basically my husband's dream is about to come true, but the women, I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll think about like the woman that I think is hot would be like a butch looking woman. Like Rachel Maddow's my crush. Do you know who this is? Yeah, of course. <laughs> she's hot. And she's like super smart. But then he's like, I don't want to sleep with Rachel Maddow. So I have to find someone who's like a mix of like butch with hotness. <laughs> this is not a joke. Is it? <laughs> yeah. I feel like a lot of people listen to your podcast and this is good. <laughs> no, this is, they're, people are going to DM you with suggestions. Yeah. There's yeah. like that Rose girl. There's some, there's some Angelina. Jo I think basically I think what's going to happen is everyone is going to be bi in like 20 years. Yeah. Do you think? It's possible. You never know. I mean, I think that. Zillennials have really invented fluidity in terms of identity. Yeah, like with self-identity, you know, identity with your appearance, identity with how you mm -hmm. regard the world. Oh, so yeah. like fluidity and in, in like how you take on a role is definitely a thing. Right, and I don't think like we were talking about like I don't take my husband's last name. Mostly because I'm too lazy to go to, like, the DMV. It is a lot of work to change a person's name. Right. So so are you are you officially Courtney Davis? Yeah. Or what's your what's Yeah, what's but my credit name? card says yes. Courtney Schlesinger. Okay. Is it a point of contention, or is this something yes. that you guys like are, like, Yes, like, if we go cool. to, like, dinners and it says Courtney Davis, he's like, ugh. Like, I'm, in a way, I want to please him and make him, like, feel good that I took on his name, but I also just don't really see the point in it. And I don't think he really cares, but I think he actually kind of cares. Mm -hmm. So basically he cares. <laughs> but I'm like, you, why can't you be Bobby Davis? Uh, exactly. I mean, you never see that, do you? But like, you probably bring in money for your family. I, <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> 
By the way, I'm very smart. I just, I mean, I, I feel like your comedy is about to become huge. I think so. I wanted to actually ask you a little bit more about comedy because I think that comedy is one of the highest forms of intelligence because thank you being funny is very difficult and i think to really be funny you have to draw inferences more quickly than other people and they have to be more topical and relevant so you have to just see funny connections all over the place and be really quick-witted and able to banter yes and that's and like the heart of intelligence because it's relevant you. intelligence and it's zeitgeisty intelligence yes so comedy is like the best yes who, and do I feel, you, who do you think is really funny or like what okay. types of things like are there certain shows or certain comedians or certain materials like what are your, some of your comedy inspirations yeah so i like it i mean i think like joan rivers is like she does a lot of like housewife comedy that's like you know I don't want you know I, I don't want to be home cleaning and she's just like amazing she like is fashionable so that's like an icon moment but I also like like comedians now I love like Andrew Santino this guy Nate Bargatze and I also love shows like The Office did you ever watch The Office? Yeah, you watch of course. Yes. Uh, and like I'm familiar Larry with David. Yeah. Oh, he's the best. He's the best. Pretty good. He's yeah, pretty exactly. good. <laughs> I feel like he needs a situation where he goes to see you. <laughs> oh my god, I would die. That's like the collab I would literally That's a collaboration we all been looking for. That's the collab I'm <laughs> we dying David. for. Oh, we oh my can make god. that happen for sure. How do I make that happen? Let me call his agent. I'm sure someone listening has no. No, I think I do know his agent. Like, oh my for god! Sure. I like his daughter know. lives in New York. She, she probably goes to you. Oh wait. Okay, my favorite show right now ever is not even funny. I actually like like listening and <laughs> doing stuff that's not funny. But it's just a show called Sex Life. Have you ever heard? No, of it? I haven't seen it. Watch it. It's I had like to watch basically. It. My life, but I'm not obsessed with anyone in the city. But it's this woman who moves from the city to Connecticut, has kids, but like can't stop fantasizing about her ex in the city. <laughs> and then they have like this hot relationship, and it is so great. It's the one show my husband and I watch together. We just—it's like softcore porn for women, basically. Oh. And yeah, I could do that for like hours. And we also love like The Bachelorette. We basically okay. love making fun of the guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. Do you like like good shows? Like he watches like Yellowstone. I just can't get into like. Mm. Oh, okay. I can't. Do you watch? Yeah. Do you have time for TV? Not much. I don't think much. so. I don't really. I don't either, and I don't work as much as you do. I don't understand how they're like parents out there of young children who are watching TV. Yeah. Wait, kids with six kids. I have two. I can't like. Yeah. But I do love a good, uh, I do love a good, clever, funny thing. Uh, like you, a nuance. Yeah. Why do That's you what think I think is that, Why do you think everyone for a long time gave women such a hard time about not being funny? Oh, you mean like saying that women aren't funny? Yes. I think they wanted them to put them in a box just like they do with everything else. Like women shouldn't. I mean, we were kind of taught not to speak up and do our, like, be independent. We were taught to, like, be 
pleasing and like look pretty and like help other people and I think it's like oh if you're funny like that's not what we value we value you for being pretty and so like when I sometimes or I used to tell people that I do comedy and they're like oh you're too pretty for that and I'd be like what the hell does that mean you jerk like yeah but then I realized like oh society kind of has taught us like that pretty that women are valued for being pretty yeah, and they're not really valued for being funny. Right. Like, and what it's almost confusing to me. It's almost confusing yes, when exactly. women are funny. And you have to, like, explain it <laughs> to people. Yeah. And, yeah, and I think it's also hard for, like, women to even express themselves sometimes in a way that is funny because it takes being really vulnerable and maybe, like, not being sexy and not being pretty because you have to lean into a side that maybe isn't gonna attract a man. Like, I talk about on stage really like, kind of gross things, but that's like funny, like. Yeah, being outrageous can sometimes be funny. Do you ever get people like responding negatively to your humor? Do you ever get trolled? All the time. What, okay, not you... all the time, but sometimes. Like, I, I recently hosted this fashion show in Connecticut for a, you know, Artie, you have a fashion show in Connecticut that's a little confusing. <laughs> but I was like, oh, like, can I make fun of the clothes? And they were like, well, we want you to be nice about it, but, like, you can bring your humor. But then, of course, immediately it hit the stage, and I was like, whoa, like, I got it. I'm sorry, this is not cute. Like, this is not cute stuff, but I'm going to try. And then I guess I just went too far. Like, there was, like, <laughs> I was saying this woman who was, like, in a certain brand was, like, she was like trying to look really Connecticut like rich put together and I was like she actually does coke in the bathroom and then people didn't like that and I got in and they were like she's a serious businesswoman. you can't say she does coke I was like yeah, serious business people do coke all the time it's a joke but then I got some terrible emails um, about the whole night and I realized like at first I was really upset and then I was like wait these people are like reflecting on like if they're triggered by something it has more to do with them than me and sometimes you have to sit with that like being okay with other people being uncomfortable or disappointed in you that's something I've learned <coughs> yeah like, not everybody has to like me but I, it sure would be nice <laughs> it, sure, it sure would be nice <laughs> Um, I, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't it's know why I can't, I do not know why she do wouldn't want people to think she used cocaine in the bathroom. You know, exactly. Maybe you could She's talk to very, her for me. That's, it feels close-minded. Yeah, thank you. You know, first it off, it'd be very cool. If, so, if someone thought I did cocaine, the other day, someone, I was like, oh, I'm going to Florida. And, um, my apparently one of my friends reached out to someone else. And they were like, oh, I heard Courtney's going to Florida. I'd love to meet up with her. Does she do coke? And my friend was like, no. And I was like, that's the nicest thing ever. That this person thinks I'm cool enough to do coke. In a way, it's a compliment. Yeah, like in one a, you think I'm thin. <laughs> you, um, Two, I'm a very adventurous. Like, I'm way too scared to do it. Maybe, maybe alert. <laughs> Large pupils. Like a lot. 
My eyes are big. Thank eyes. you, science. Big eyes, alert. This is why I'm friends with smart people because they can like, tell me the science. Always on the go. Always like on the a go. lot of like a lot of energy. A lot of energy. Up for anything. Up for anything. <laughs> so maybe yeah, you have to look on the bright side. Yeah, I mean I do have ADHD and take ADHD medicine, so I feel like that's similar. But I'm too scared to do go because I feel like. I'm always like, the first time I do it, I'm going to die. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sudden cardiac death is very... Okay. It's, it's not so, great. <laughs> it's a little bit scary to me. Do you think about that? As a doctor, do you have like medical anxiety yourself ever? Not a drug user, personally. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't really. want to like mess up your view of me because I know... I do right, know I, before I dropped that minivan bombshell I do know that, that bombshell you were like, was the worst I can't even imagine oh. the parties I was getting invited to you cannot even imagine my DMs and texts but I forgot you drove the <laughs> I thought it was just a Honda up until now she reminded me it was a minivan oh yeah no, no, no. I'm not, I'm not were gonna... you ever party person party girl like, are you, you implying that I'm not I think you currently? are. I think you are. Like, girl. where do you think the minivan is going? I just going? want to know how the like, minivan came to be. <laughs> like, oh, it was just a rational decision in your life. There are not that many vehicles that comfortably transport a family of the eight. I forgot. The children. Yeah. It's the six kids. I mean... I am not sure about you, but I'm a soccer mom. What? How do you have time to do soccer? Well, I'm actually trying to get my kids to consolidate their interests. Do you do that? That's genius. No, I didn't even think about that. That's so smart. It's not going to be possible, but... Oh, so like if you all They each want to be their own person. I hate that. No. <laughs> I love that for us, right? I don't know. You need to re- you need to reread that chapter in the gentle parenting book about being your You know own what? Person. You're right. Like you have to you have to take yeah. different parts because I mean if you have six kids, you've got to make them be you can't do soccer, baseball, but I also I have been trying to get my son to wear dresses and not like try to, but I'm not pushing against I think like I've been buying them the same clothes because I just think they can share it because my daughter she's two but she's a little big my son is four but he's a little small so I just I spend so much on myself that I think it's like fine to get them like the same clothes from H&M how do you dress six children they're they look like very neutral like people are like oh I love their neutral colors I'm like I'm just saving money on their outfits and if I get her a pink skirt and he wants to wear it, fine. That's saving an outfit. I I, I think that like with, your fas- with your fashion sense um, and sensibility, you know, they're probably really well-dressed children. Um, Thank you. They're not. They're wait, literally wearing Mickey Mouse. Like One thing we haven't really talked about is, um, so kind of the goal of the podcast is to actually talk a little bit about your career. Yes. Um, and so I know that you're, um, you have all of these amazing things in store. So you're, you haven't I'm really, so you haven't really talked about some of the projects that you have going on with your um, comedy. So you're continuing to host comedy shows, which is I'm very keep cool. doing comedy. 
And I want to bring it to, I mean, I think it'd be really cool to bring it to my husband's hotels. Um, and I, I want, like, my own comedy club in New York. and That would be so fun. Connecticut, maybe. Maybe it's more realistic to do Connecticut. <laughs> but, yeah, I would love that. I feel like women would really respond well to your sense of humor, too. Because you come a bit much. No, I think comedy has so historically been geared toward men that the times I've gone yes. to comedy clubs have always been with my husband, and it's been kind of a broy atmosphere. Yes, I that's feel so like true. it would be cool if it were more of a chic, you know, yes. something with a little bit more of a feminine touch. And yes. I think that there is so much room in that space to reimagine the way we think about comedy club yeah, like kind humor. of what yeah, what a right. wine bar did for sports bars and you know what like the elevated chic new york lounge did for all of those like sticky floor bars with you know that yes. stuff on tap that's what I, I, I sorry i had a word finding issue <laughs> for the first time ever um i was doing like backyard comedy shows which i love and it there's like it felt really chic i put like a big brick curtain in my backyard and I had like valet and we had a DJ and we had bartenders but it was like really good comics that I loved and it was like the best night ever so I really want to create that somewhere around me but I I also don't just want to do comedy I want to talk about like really helping people and like I think maybe kind of, I was kind of thinking that it goes Plastic surgery, for example, like a lot of people think that they should be doing it and improving the way they look for other people in the same way like I think I'm thinking I should do comedy for like what other people would like. But the only way to be like successful at it is when you're doing it like for yourself. Like if you're if you're trying to do it to please other people, it's never going to make you happy. Yeah, and I think the, like, not giving a damn about other people yes. is sort of where security lies yes. in your identity and in your sense of self and kind of probably in your comedy, in your outward appearance, and your and, and basically everything. But there's a way to do it respectfully, like, not, right. not in right. an aggressive it, it, way, but just, like, with a sense of presence. Like, you know, you care about other people, but you're doing things for yourself. Yes, you're like, you're like kind and compassionate, but you're also you don't need to like make other people happy. You're focused on yourself. It's just like something I recently learned, which I think is really cool. But like what I like about like you feel very grounded to me. Like do you feel grounded in yourself? Yeah. I do. I do. I feel very calm. Yeah, very calm and I'm like just not there. I'm like, "Oh, I want I have all these serious like businesses that I conduct and I really I'm finding when I'm grounded or I'm like meditating in the morning and like journaling even it, it makes me become this very grounded person and like therapy but and it helps all aspects of life like it's just a very different way to approach life that I really hope other people can find because it's like such a safe feeling like you probably if like do you ever need to do anything to make yourself feel more grounded like rituals or you're just like pretty much constant like were you always like that no I mean I think about everything all the time 
Yeah, I think about everything all the time. I'm like an extremely deliberate, yes. focused person, and I'm always thinking about all things all the time. I, okay, but I like, I like, I like responsibility, and I like, I, I've always been like that. But yeah. yeah. But it doesn't bother me. But I, but I'm a pretty steady person. Yeah, I think I'm getting there, and it feels really good. But anyway, I've like been. I decided during COVID I wanted to like help my husband's business who was like a very yes. successful real estate developer. Yeah, so tell us about that. That was the other thing I was going to ask you about. So tell us about the real estate and the hotels and all of that stuff. Yeah, it's really cool. He was always in, um, he like develops hotels and um, a lot of it like multifamily apartments and hotels, but I wanted to basically bring like a, my kind of quirky, fun energy and like elevate it to like a what a what a woman woman would want when she goes into their hotels, which already is amazing. But I was like, oh, like maybe I can like help out in my own way. So I wanted to bring you, obviously you were my number one person. Um, oh my and, God, you're so um, sweet. I know. I was like freaking out. I know, spoiler alert, spoiler. we have a collab coming. Um, yeah, collab. <laughs> collab 2020, is it 2023? It's um, a placeholder for the Larry David collab, which yeah, we're like, that fingers crossed. We can do him in the courtyard and then he's going to come to New York. It's going to be great. Um, but I want to like partner with big fashion designers, do dinners, do host more trunk shows and have just products that I really love and believe in. And again, like not stuff what other people like I, I mean, I want them to like it too, but things I really believe in and are like true to me rather than just stuff I would do just to make other people happy. I think that that's so cool and smart because there's so much data that supports this idea that women make the majority of purchasing decisions, whether it comes to residential homes or luxury vacations or regular vacations or hotel stays or or shopping or literally anything like women make women are the ones in the household who make the purchasing decisions by and large or who drive them or who inspire them whether or not they put them on their credit card and Hmm. um, you know just the idea of thinking about some of these things through the feminine eye I think makes so much sense and I have no idea why it's taken society so long to catch up to that that notion and I think it's so smart for you to bring a little bit of your spin to it because um like comedy aside you're you are like cool and smart and such a tastemaker and I think that it's going to be so chic and amazing to have you know obviously your husband has built this amazing portfolio and brand but to have a little bit of that um, you know, style and chicness and right. elegance to it will be very cool. I know. People um, are going to appreciate that little bit of specific elegance. Mm-hmm. And also, we, you know, we're living in this era of information overload and people are no longer looking for, you know, more and more information. People are looking for curation. And the problem yes. now is not where do I find stuff? It's like Google is everything in the world and way too much stuff. Mm-hmm. The problem is how do I find the best, coolest stuff? And where's, right. where's my edit? Where's my curation? Exactly. It's and the so edit. We need the edit. You we, gotta we need the, the Courtney Davis edit. God bless you, child. Um, I hope so. But that's exactly what I do when I go to hotels. I want to see, like, what are you bringing me that I 
can't get anywhere else and what are you introducing me to me which pieces of flair will which you pieces stock? of flair maybe we'll do the bows in the bows <laughs> who knows maybe what's a gonna latte happen? larry's latte larry's <laughs> We need a latte Larry's at the Brazilian court. We can do it in the courtyard. I know. Oh my God, that would be perfect. Should we? Yeah. We'll talk to Danielle. We'll, 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 we'll work that out in, in the future. <laughs> but I, I think... With the oh. antioxidant boost. And then oh. I could be like, that could be... The oh. <laughs> That's where it's at. An antioxidant boost. Oh, I need that real bad. Um, I actually really want someone to come to the hotel also and like take your blood... Like, yeah, the PRP. I know. Like that too, yeah. but I want someone to take my blood and then tell me what I need, like nutrient wise. Like, do you have someone who does that? Because that'd be great if you could give me. That. Um, also, I would say don't. Uh, it's hard to be in business with your partner. That is one thing we learned, and I have learned to let things go. That uh, when I don't get exactly what I want, and by learn I mean kind of. <laughs> By kind of, I mean I don't. <laughs> um, I feel like you really need a TikTok channel. We need this like maybe constant source of wisdom, or maybe you just Thank need you. a um, maybe like you need that. a live stream. You may need a live oh, stream. Just constant streaming. Yeah, like a live stream. You might need one of those like selfie sticks on your shoulder, and just like you need the stream of consciousness. Oh, okay, well, like I'm, too much. I'm going to ask you one final question. Okay. And this is a piece of advice that I want you to give to people who are listening to this. Okay. And it's actually sort of a hard question. Like okay. um, everybody wants to be a little bit more charming and a little bit funnier at a cocktail party. And Ooh, I, I want that. you to give people advice about how to be mm. a little funnier the next time they're in a room full of people like a cocktail party yeah, or one of those school question. mom events or, think, you know, some kind of slightly uncomfortable situation. Yes. How, how can you be a little bit funnier? Okay. I think what I've always found is you are vulnerable yourself. You say an interesting story that happened from you that week that may be like slightly embarrassing or maybe they think, I think people always assume that everything's very normal and the conversation is going to be normal. But if you give a little of yourself and are a little more vulnerable, you'll find, I mean, one, it's usually funny. If it's like something that happened, like the other day, I just like was trying on clothes and a little pee came out. <laughs> By a little pee, I mean a lot. Like the associate came out with like a squirter and I was like, okay, like it's a bit much. Don't <laughs> Yes. And like just so like bragging and bragging and bragging. 
it's so disarming and likable when people just like dismantle themselves a little bit. Right. And not in a self-abnegating way. Like, exactly. You don't have to hate on yourself. Right. And, and it like, should never be like trashing yourself. Right. But it's very charming, I think, when people just take themselves down a notch with a right. sense of security. And so, like, I liked you the first time I met you because you did that right away, and it was so funny and charming. I I didn't know you were a comedian when we first met, but you were funny right away, and I was laughing right when we met. Um, Thank you. And I was like, gosh, you're so funny. You should be a comedian. And I think you were like, oh, I literally am a comedian. I was like, oh. That's great. That's great, great for you. I, I love when people think I'm not, you know, that means that I'm pretty. <laughs> Good times. Um, well, I where will... can people find you? Okay. I want everyone to follow yeah, your you. life and times. Thank you. Sometimes I think I'm a bit much, so I appreciate you. So, like, you supporting me means everything to me. Um, but you can find me on Instagram because I'm not one with the times on TikTok. TikTok. <laughs> it's at the Courtney Davis, and you better get that domain on TikTok. I, I have the TikTok, and then I keep like screwing it up and starting over. Oh, I need uh, a, yeah, yeah. You need some technical help in my life. Okay. Um, but I'm gonna get on TikTok this week. Yeah, and I'll have a podcast and. And yeah. stay tuned. Stay, stay tuned, tuned for our big collab coming I soon. And I'm wait. so excited. <laughs> Palm Beach, you're going to look hotter than ever. Yeah. Thank you so much. This, this was, was so fun. So fun. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>